0: Hey there! This is Justin from Worst in the Industry. We have a lot of laughs on our show, and we get into some pretty heated topics, so it's important to remember that the views expressed by the hosts of Worst in the Industry are their own, and are in no way representations of the views held by the Planet Ant Podcast Network, or Planet Ant as an organization. Yell at us, not them. Thanks, and enjoy the show. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Thank you. So the steel drums in Jane says. <sighs> Dad buddy? I just, I need to talk about it. It's been bothering what do you me. Want to talk I don't know. About like, talk. I don't know. It's every time I listen to that song, I'm like, all right, cool. It's Jane's. This isn't Jane it's said. Yeah. No, this is Good Jane players. says. This is Jane. There's steel <laughs> drums in Jane says. Why does that fuck me up every time? I know the song. I like the song. I'm not even unpleasantly surprised by the steel drums. It's just a shock every time, somehow. Like somebody's sticking their little finger up my butt. Like, just like, oh, what are you (laughs) doing up there? Like someone's (laughs) sticking their little finger up my butt. Uh, I don't know, man. It's the first time I've had had something for this in a while. That's
1: good. No, that's good. I'm glad that you did it because I, I don't have any mirth in my heart anymore. My brain has been drained of all humor
0: colin's mirthless.
1: I'm the grim specter of humanity' future, and just it feels like every day I'm walking through a fucking abattoir. I'm fully unhinged. You got you guys need to get that fucking syringe gun from Grindhouse and shoot me full of tranks. Yep.
0: You would be like the
1: pirate from Venture. I would love that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I got a
0: dire monkey on me back, and he's screaming.
1: fucking just pour Thorazine into my fucking eyeballs
0: is that an uh, effective way to take Thorazine?
1: ah uh, you know what probably not just Why give you a pink eye, eye. <laughs> oh.
0: Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, God, I got pink eye what were you what, what were you using phone? your phone on the toilet too much? nah I poured Thorazine in no, my, my eyeball
1: pinned me down and poured Thorazine in my eyes 'Cause I kept screaming about how the CIA killed the president.
0: No, have you ever put Speaking acid, which, have you ever put acid in the CIA killed
1: the president. CIA possibly which one? Oh, we're gonna talk <laughs> about it. Oh, we're gonna we're talk actually, we're gonna talk about it. We're actually We are actually going gonna talk it up. about it.
0: We're actually gonna probably not,
1: gonna probably not this episode. It's probably gonna be next episode. This episode is more of like a little it's this episode is a little bit shorter than the first one. Um and the purpose is to set up some fucking context for what's about to happen, because things are going to start popping off. Things are things... going. Things
0: are going to begin popping off now. It's okay. Before before we get any further, let's let's intro the show. Let's let the let the audience know who they're they're listening to. Uh, hey, hi, hello, and welcome back once again to another episode of Worst in the Industry, the show where these three stray cats uh, attempt to meow our way through your doors and puke our hairballs of truth onto your floors and fine furniture that are your brain.
1: My name is Justin St. Peter, and uh, send me to Abu Dhabi. I could use the vacation. To my left, it's Colin Stanley, and I'm like a cat from the musical Cats, because I want to die. To my left...
0: Uh, my name's Tyler... And I haven't watched Cats yet, but I am trying to convince our entire friend group to watch it together, so that way we can all be weirdly sexually attracted to Cats at the same time.
1: Not until watched we get it. the butthole cut. Watched it? Yeah. Oh, we gotta we get the butthole cut. It? I've already uploaded at least six different compilations of Taylor Swift's Cat Tits to Pornhub. I have <laughs> done that.
0: No that, filler. That's how you're using No your bullshit.
1: Quick I mean, when I'm when I'm not tr- literally desperately trying to commit suicide, when I am when I'm not like a greased up mental patient in a 1920s sanitarium trying to wriggle out the fucking window, uh, while my girlfriend attempts to pull me back in, that's what I'm doing. Super cuts of cats uploaded to Pornhub. So yeah, this <laughs> this is part two of oil. Uh, and I'd like to start this further exploration of the industry that's making it impossible for humanity to exist uh, with a few corrections and comments. So, firstly, and honestly, most importantly, uh, you know, we've gotten dozens, dozens and thousands of emails about this. <laughs> oh my God, we've gotten so many emails. Oh God, yes, emailing zero. us about this. First order of business. Shh. The Scorpions Shh, cut that out. were actually Doberman-sized. Uh, I confuse feet with meters because I never finished college. Uh, secondly, the author of uh, one of my sources, The Tyranny of Oil, uh, their name is Antonia Yuhas, Not whatever dumb thing I said last episode. It's Juhas. Uh, additionally, uh, this is a little more serious. Okay, not as serious as the Scorpions, but pretty serious. Uh... Today, we actually learned, this is going to date the podcast a little bit, but today we learned that a friend of both the pod and the oil industry, uh, Colin Powell died, Uh, a morally bankrupt war criminal who not only lied on the floor of the UN to lubricate the acceptance of a fraudulent war in Iraq, but covered up the My Lai Massacre, a mass murder of over 500 Vietnamese civilians by U.S. Army forces. Got to give it up. Got to give it up for a great one. One of the most honest men to ever live. Don't worry, guys. He got his. You know, he did all that awful shit, but then he lived to 84 and died. Of COVID. Of COVID. It was Co- complications of COVID because he was already, he already had an, uh, he was immunocompromised because he had like blood cancer or some shit. Prostate so he got cancer. the Vax, but then he couldn't get his booster because he got COVID too soon. Uh, and okay, I can't talk more about Colin Powell. I, I saw
0: I saw it's, a picture I just, this that is was not a, the Colin I saw, Powell episode. I saw a picture that it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lo- logo but it said Colin Powell died from COVID and it Colin fits perfectly. Powell Colin Powell died from COVID. Colin oh, Powell, died from Powell, died Powell died from
1: COVID. One of my favorite Twitter accounts is the uh, TMNT themed uh, wiki title. So if every every wikipedia page that has the right amount of syllables they'll plug it into the font and they just shit it out. So yeah, it'll be like U.S. invasion of Panama, and it's like stuff like that. It's great. It's I love I love depths of Wikipedia on Instagram because they just post
0: shit like the taxonomical, taxonomical definition of leaning.
1: Well, finally, um, Tyler, you and Justin, uh, last episode. Actually, I'm never wrong. Uh, this, this is a correction for you guys. I'm you never got wrong. wrong. Oh, what I'm did we wrong. get wrong? So last episode, you guys described the uh, the behavior in uh, the operations of post-breakup standard oil as a cartel. Now, that's not only slanderous, but also, like, heinously untrue. You know, uh, let, me, let me put on my New York Times lanyard real quick. Oh, uh, okay, this is a covering our ass segment. Oh, oh no, <laughs> sure. Uh, this is my New York Times uh, op-ed uh, lanyard, so I'm going to do the thing that those uh, shiftless Talentless fucking hacks <laughs> do in every one of their articles. Jeez. Uh, All right. And start start. Uh, my point here, Webster's defines a cartel as follows. You guys ever noticed that they always fucking put the dictionary definitions? They need to pad out a fucking article. Fucking hate these people. Anyway. Yeah, man. It's easy word count. I shouldn't pay for the subscription, but I do. Uh, do both as follows. You? I got mine before Tyler got the one for the podcast. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Mine's mostly for crosswords.
0: Because <laughs> those don't involve shitty opinions.
1: Mm. <laughs> they do. <laughs> uh, so, Webster's letter... card. <laughs> no, please, go ahead. <laughs> no, I... uh... <laughs> no, keep going. Oh, wait a second, wait a second. Fourteen across. All right, three words. There's one, two, three four five six seven ten words ten letters it's a quote from henry ford henry ford's proposed problem with baseball what could it hmm interesting tyler can you solve that puzzle so webster's defines the cartel as (laughs) follows (laughs) <laughs> A combination of independent commercial or industrial enterprises designed to limit competition or fix prices. See, you guys got to keep... Industrial enterprises designed to limit competition. Well, well, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I mean, I guess that's exactly what they were doing. Uh, and as we said last week, uh, it only gets worse from there. <laughs> so,
0: so it stands up that I am never wrong.
1: I mean, what do you think the problem with baseball is, Tyler? The last two letters are <laughs>
0: E-W.
1: The E-W. <laughs> you see, the cartel behavior of the baby standards only grew um, after the breakup. It only got worse. And uh, it, it would eventually actually link up with the previously, in episode one, mentioned uh, companies of Gulf and Texaco oil uh as well as eventually Shell, uh, a Dutch company, and BP, uh, or British Petroleum. Uh, And so, like a Captain Planet made of mangled flesh, twisting gears, and bubbling crude, the combined powers of Exxon, Mobil, Chevron, Gulf, Texaco, Shell, and BP would form the Seven Sisters of the oil industry. A monopoly, in all-but-name, that still rules our lives to this day, just not in the way you might think. Isn't that just the villains from Captain Planet? Like,
0: wasn't there just a Captain Pollution who basically
1: was those things? There, there was. There, yeah. Isn't I mean, that,
0: ha- isn't that Handmaid's the
1: Seven Sisters? Nah, no, no. So the Seven Sisters, uh, the, the phrase comes up a lot, uh, but it's ba- it's the name of the cartel. When they talk about, when you talk about the oil industry in this period of time, you're talking about the Seven Sisters. Hmm. Almost every single company that's not them directly is a subsidiary or a business partner like there there's some connection so and we're gonna get to it we're gonna get to it now uh as tyler mentioned the last episode uh the introduction of cars automobiles into the mass market rocketed both the value and the demand of oil through the roof um oil was already a very lucrative industry and it fucking multiplied overnight essentially, uh, this that scale of time. The introduction of the car uh, changed so much about the way not only um, like the world operates, but specifically American society. Um, they talk about this actually in The Power Broker, um, the book about uh, Robert Moses, who is the civil engineer uh, and manifestly racist piece of garbage um, that laid out uh, basically, the model for how these cities would operate, and he made sure that if you were wealthy or, or at least a little more well-off and could afford a car, the city was basically laid out uh, for you. It was built for you. Um, and if you weren't, if you were poor, you were fucked. Essentially, um, we talked about that in the in previous episodes when we talk about redlining, we talk about the way the uh, the interstates were put in, in Michigan, uh, specifically southeast Michigan, to segregate. Uh, communities and all that is just instigated uh, by the oil industry through the automi- uh, automotive industry. It is, it's all the same. It's all part of the same fucking network. It's one hand washing the other. So uh, the oil industry, because of this huge spike, uh, this huge influx of cash, they were fucking primed to rake it in uh, in the u- in the years. Before, during, and following uh, the world wars that would envelop the globe. Um, now, th- the shakeup of colonialism that characterizes a lot of the conflict uh, in World War One did not extend to the corporate speer- sphere. So one, something maybe not a ton of non-fucking-losers know, um, one of the big motivators for Germany uh, to enter World War One was the fact that because it really hadn't established itself as a as a power, um, they didn't have really any colonial holdings like a lot of the other central and western European countries did. Um, that 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 was a big problem for them because most of these other com- you know countries are very small. They they don't have the wide range of resources needed to run at that point a modern society. So they need to extract them uh, from these colonies, um, and remember that we're going to, you know, this, this European extraction through colonialism uh, for the benefit of governments and corporations is something that we're going to touch on uh, a little bit later in the episode as well. Now, uh, Western Europe had been desperate for oil uh, as they really didn't have much in the way of their own reserves, you know, uh, the, the Britain specifically, um, because at this point they're still that imperial power they haven't had their backs broken in afghanistan yet um like the the soviets after them and the americans after them uh now they would kind of achieve um this this uh they would fulfill this need uh for oil um by claiming reserves throughout the middle east in the aftermath of world war one uh via companies like anglo-persian oil Uh, Persia, referring to uh, what we would now know as Iran. Uh, Through companies like uh, Royal Dutch, uh, which was a merger of two different companies, uh, one of which uh, was the the Dutch uh, oil company, and then the other was Shell. Uh, And then uh, a French company whose untranslated name, I will not say out loud, uh, but is now known today as Total Oil. Uh, Now, in 1928, the heads of these companies... Uh, including, uh, Exxon, one of the baby standards, uh, conspired, literally, in a fucking Scottish castle. Like, fucking Bond villain. That's Can pretty you sweet. you get more mustache-twiddlingly
0: evil? That is, like, that's, that know. is a beautiful that's, set piece for this. That's pretty awesome, though. If you're gonna do some evil shit, do like, it at the if, Scottish castle.
1: If you're gonna plot, do it in a proper area. Are you planning to scheme...
0: You can't scheme in a one bedroom. No, you can't, no, scheme. You, you you can't s- scheme at the McDonald's. You can't get yourself a nice McCafe drink. No, and you then can't scheme, scheme on free Wi-Fi. No, you
1: can't scheme on free. If you're if you're plotting to control the world, do it in a Scottish castle. Do Especially. it with some do,
0: do it in a place where Nicolas Cage would spend all of his money and then go blank bankrupt because all of his money is in assets that nobody wants.
1: Oh, like that uh, haunted house in New Orleans he bought.
0: Yeah, well, Zach Baggins wants that really bad, bro.
1: Yeah, bro. Nicholas Cage actually you. was fucking wasted uh, in New Orleans one night and he walked uh, to what he thought was his home and uh, when his key didn't work, he began banging on the door and screaming, to he'd be let in, uh, only to discover after like a 45 minute altercation. That he was at the wrong house.
0: What a great man, Nick Cage's praxis.
1: He keeps getting fucking wasted in public, and I love it. I love it. Nutmeg? (sighs) Nutmeg? What are you doing? She's getting on things she's not supposed to get on.
0: She's way too big to be up that high.
1: (laughs) It's like two feet off the ground. (laughs) Exactly. She'll
0: fucking, she'll fall and she'll go right through the floor.
1: (laughs) Fuck yeah, she's dense. She's like a can of thermite. She is a dense cat.
0: She she's like a raccoon holding a bowling ball, but the bowling ball is made of a dying sun.
1: Her bones are made of graphite. <laughs> she's a very, she's very muscular. I would say so.
0: Dude, if if she was an outdoor cat, you know much shit she would kill.
1: She'd fuck it up. She would bring back uh-huh. whole cats. She doesn't yeah. have front claws, so that that is a problem for her. She doesn't it's, care. She only she, she as long care. as she's got them rear claws, she can get them lethal strikes in. Yeah, she she. She's like a she's like an MMA grappler. The second she's confronted with any kind of danger, she just leaps onto her back. It's like, come on, yeah. what are you gonna do about it? See, she's I say like, she's like Anderson like Silva. Yeah, I, I like, call them little little, little, little
0: <laughs> lethal strikes. Like I don't hold my own cat, and every time he tries to kick me, just go. Oh, you could kick me.
1: Brazilian Jukatsu. Juk- so the heads of these oil companies, including Exxon, uh, they would conspire in the Scottish castle of Akhmakeri. Bless, Bless you. Ach. It's... It, zoom tight. It sounds like a fucking... like a fake Klingon piece of mythology. It sounds like um, a noise that it's, Alistair it's Crowley not, would make ach. when he sat it's on a parking.
0: It's You ach. gotta really hit that <laughs> You gotta hit the C. No, you gotta hit the C. You gotta hit the C. Akhmakeri. Ach. Ach. Yeah. Uh, gotta <laughs> hit that C. Hard. Uh, and they would conspire... Like Hussein.
1: Ju- they would conspire just as the heads of state had conspired to chop up the defeated ottoman empire uh, to fix prices and production quotas amongst themselves to maintain total control of the market they are in this moment uh and obviously in many moments that we've discussed previously operating not on the level of companies but operating on the level of governments
0: they're chopping up the ottoman empire i didn't know they were getting into the furniture business
1: I'll fucking suck my own dick in front of your house until the police come. Uh, this this is actually referred to as the uh agreement. Uh, and I wrote in my notes here: fucking watch Network. Network is a movie from 1976. Uh, there's a clip that I'm not gonna force Justin to put in the show because it's six minutes long. Thank you. Uh, but we will, I'm, I'll ask him to put it in the show notes. Uh, it is basically the like culmination of the movie's uh, theme, and I think does a great job of explaining the kind of fucked up situation that we're in, uh, where this character describes, essentially, um, the world... He's like, there are no nation states. There are no governments. There is only standard oil. And, you know, he goes through and he lists, like, these mega corporations that run your life. And he is fucking right. They are the people that are dictating when these countries go to war. They are the people that are dictating the standard of everyday life for working people. These are the people that are dictating every fucking thing. Uh, so watch it. You'd really, If you like the show, you'll really like that movie. Uh, also, uh, a news anchor threatens to kill himself live on air. So if you, if you don't enjoy that what can you enjoy
0: but he doesn't budwire himself
1: <laughs> He he's co-opted by a corporate element within the media mm. yeah much like any person of true faith who, who has a, a radical ember in their heart if you try to work within the machine you become part of the machine <laughs> it's, de- it's so depressing it's, yeah it? that's I can't even like there's not even a joke to be made there I'm just sad now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's just so you like, we'll say this right <laughs> Anytime somebody's like, well, I completely agree with everything you're saying, and I too think that X company is doing evil, but what if we got enough people inside, and then we could really shake it up? It's like, uh, no, that's not how it fucking works. No, because they you are, become it. You will not ever be put in a place of power that they are not 100% sure you would use to their benefit. If you are able to achieve any outcomes at all you will not be in a position to achieve any outcomes
0: no and if you do end up gaining power and they think you're gonna change something they'll fucking shoot you in the street like a dog like they did with everyone else
1: shoot you in, shoot you to death in the street or like send you to fucking prison like whatever Keep you under what you house doing? arrest
0: for two years
1: put you put you under fucking house arrest for over two and a half years on a charge that no other fucking attorney has seen a day of fucking jail time for.
0: Hey, it's against Chevron.
1: Free fucking Steven Donsinger. And we're... Free Steven Donsinger. Chevron, that's... We're gonna get there. Because we're we're talking about this stuff. it's, It's coming. It's fucking coming. So. World War II only stoked the fires of demand... Uh, through both the expansion of the applications of the internal combustion engine, a lot of uh, things that were proven in World War One became uh, mass manufactured by World War Two. The uh, biggest so you, thing,
0: the biggest thing was fucking planes. Mm-hmm. They really figured out how to make fucking plane
1: engines. Really, yeah. Good. Because in World War One, a lot of it is like they're like half gliders. Like they yeah. yeah, A lot of them are relying, wood. yeah. A lot of them are relying on air currents and like natural buoyancy of materials. And they have these propellers, but they're really not super efficient in getting these planes off the ground and keeping them in the air. Yeah. They can't fly very high. They stall all the time. And uh, by that... World War
0: II, they're putting fucking V-12 Rolls-Royce engines in it that are timed to the gun to shoot
1: between, between the, the propeller blades. Yeah, that's sick. That's pretty bad. That.
0: <laughs> it is, that was such a cool, inv- honestly, that's so dope. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's it's okay, so, so fucking is, cool. As dope as that is, it is still pretty fun watching like old timey plane crashes where you're like, that thing's gonna crumple like a piece of paper when it hits the ground, and it does because it's made yeah, it's just, of it nothing. Just folds flat like a fucking like an accordion bag. <laughs> it was like made of paper and fucking it's, yeah. <laughs> literally, they were mostly made of canvas and balsa wood. Yeah. Like you, uh, I balsam- can split one of those things open with my hands. Yeah. Yeah, and then they were Tear like, hmm. they were like, hmm, maybe we should use some of this aluminum stuff. I wish yeah, gotcha. it's I, I still love the first tubes, dog Tyler. The aluminum, aluminum, we'll
1: the talk aluminum tubes. About the aluminum tubes. The tombs. aluminum
0: tubes. <laughs> okay, listen. Ahmed Chalabi said the aluminum tubes.
1: Ahmed Chalabi burned orbs. it. you piece of garbage. Orbs, show me the orbs. Show I've me the seen orbs. the rock. Uh, okay, anyway. Achmed so, Chalabi. oil is only gaining more ground in the market. Um, they're only increasing profits, and their reach is only increasing. Uh, I think it kind of... I think it's maybe a little bit too much to just sit, come out and say this, but clearly, uh, an industry that benefits you know, from war probably shouldn't exist. If you're able to make money... Off of a war, whatever way you're making that money, shouldn't happen. It shouldn't but be possible. didn't Dwight As Eisenhower say, that- "Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. You're t- uh, fucking, uh, fucking. I'm gonna <laughs> resign my post to marry my Jeep driver, Ike Eisenhower." Dude, bro, so
0: Dwight, Dwight, Eisen, Dwight. Dwight Eisenhower said the biggest issue is the military-industrial complex, The okay. thing that he
1: made happen and mm-hmm. made sure exists? Sure. Yeah. D- fucking Dwight, don't fucking, nobody fucking come talking to me in the comments. Nobody email me or DM me about fucking Dwight D. Eisenhower, because I will go to your house yeah. and I will nope. show you how much I like Ike. Nobody, Guess nobody, nobody, nobody hit that stream
0: chat. All right. I
1: said, it's probably gonna be me. It's from you, drunk. Yes. But favorite campaign slogan besides "We like Ike," they can't lick dick. Mm. Love it. <laughs> they can't lick dick. Can't, can't lick dick. Really... You dick. won't let them. You
0: can't, you can't lick. lick dick.
1: They can't lick our dick. Can't, they like can't dick. lick He's our dick. He's
0: He's weak, he's 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 slipping slipping right through there. He's squip-clopping around. What was the name of that movie that they made about Richard? Was it it Slick Dick or Slippery Dick or something like that? There's there's a few movies called Slippery Dick, but they're not about Nixon. I watched it in my 10th grade English class and it was not a porno. (laughs) Or not not an English class history class. I'm pretty sure it was just Nixon and the guy had like the very fake, like very- Yeah, it was hilarious, it was was hilarious.
1: the, The practical effects were terrible.
0: They were terrible, but the movie was fucking hilarious.
1: I, I think they, didn't they they used a lot of like fictional dialogue, but it was all extrapolated uh, from like his personal like memoirs and also a bunch of the tapes that mm-hmm. we've been able to recover. I want to see that
0: movie, but it's just lines from Nixon from Futurama. <laughs> yeah, because if he wanted <laughs> to use his real lines, that would be way too many K-words. Words. Oh, too many so, K-words. So many racial slurs
1: too many n words k words you'd say the f word too much not fuck the other one uh yeah guy was not a fan of most people
0: just hated a large portion of humanity makes makes for a great president in my opinion
1: (laughs) so a lot of people seem to think that way makes for a great president (laughs) fucking christ hates
0: more hates more than 70 percent of the entire country yeah
1: I I hate more than seventy percent of the entire country, but just a different seventy percent for different reasons.
0: Well, that yeah, you would make a great president I, I, then, I, wouldn't you? Know
1: what? <laughs> it's like I b- accept your endorsement, Tyler. It's like the fuck Biden flag my neighbor has. I'm like yes, but
0: no for different reasons. All three of us are running for co-president, and we're gonna be like three goblins in a trench coat. No, wait, 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 wait. If, wait, wait, wait. If, sorry, if wait, wait,
1: wait. one of you guys wants to run for president, I am not fucking running for president. No, you're you coming can, with us. No, we're dragging been, you. Yeah, I'll <laughs> hang out. In the, I'll hang out in the bus, but then I want to be like the secretary of the interior. No, Tyler, Colin. I think what Tyler's gonna do is he's gonna sew us all together in our sleep, uh, and then yeah. we're gonna. I'm gonna have make. To um, no,
0: presidents. no, no. Once we become president, I'm gonna. I'm gonna Once use we become that. Become the human center president. Tyler's I'm, I'm gonna, gonna whip out the no, stator and just. No, even better. I'm gonna use all of this government technology, and you know, I'm gonna make chimeras of of us three fused together
1: so wait so you're not actually going to fuse the three of us but you will create clones of us that are born fused together yes do they share one head or like they, or they, is it going to be the three-headed knight from Monty it's Monty one on head with program?
0: three brains and then one brain connecting all of them like a funnel
1: and we would like we would take this chimera like out into the road you, know like you know what i'm know what actually when Obama yeah, we got like that portuguese we, water dog
0: you know what, actually, I'm pretty sure if I made a chimera with all three of our brains funneled into one brain, they would just all immediately kill themselves. It's, it, would, oh. they would, it would pop out of the tank and just immediately run for the nearest container of booze. Yeah. Just, it would dive into a <laughs> it, vat. It a would ISO. sniff out the bottle of scotch in the Oval Office desk. Bottle. Funny. It, it would just be drinking bottle. rubbing alcohol. <laughs> it's, just, where, where did it go? What do you mean, where did it go? Where did it go? Um, <laughs> oh fun. god another one's dead we get a call it's in the kitchen it's Honestly, drinking all the cooking sherry and then we'll have to we'll have to go out, out on the rose board. garden we'll have to go out on the rose garden and be like listen the president's dead we're making another one we're making another one <laughs> I, okay so
1: i like how we're not the president anymore well, yeah I'm, now i'm confused the chimera is the president <laughs> the
0: chimera is the president <laughs> we, so
1: what we're saying it was like in some horrific like accident we're all three no it, no, it wasn't an accident.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't an accident. It was on done purpose. on purpose. So
1: this so this creature is what's on the ballot. Yes. This is what people voted for. Yes. <laughs> I thought we did this after we... I thought, I thought I, we made the chimera adjusted, after we were president. It's unclear at this point. It's very unclear. <laughs> All right, we don't have time to pursue this tangent
0: any further, but we
1: need to. <laughs>
0: Chimeras. Chimera for president. Chimera for president
1: 2024. <laughs> Honestly, fuck Drunk Chimera 2024. Dude, I would love that shit. That'd be great. I would feel good about it. Who's our vice? Yep. Just five seconds, real quick. Who's Dick our vice? Dick Cheney. Donald Trump. Dick Cheney. Uh, I was gonna say Martin Short.
0: Uh, Martin, Martin Short. Short? Wow. Paulie Shore. Looks like Joel Osteen. Paulie Paulie Shore.
1: The, the Paulie Shore. Paulie Shore. Shore. I would party. I would run with Paulie Shore. Paulie Shore for vice president. Would the Friday? Chimera run with Paulie Shore? P- I mean, Paulie Shore is very agreeable. I feel like, yeah. you know, he's one of what, the worst interviewers the I've ever seen. All right, hold on. What's, what's Pauly's yes. Pauly Shore's platform centers around cheese with slurpees, and what he only describes is biodomes. Oh, he's making trouble in that bubble. Remember when I made you fucking watch biodome? Yes, Colin, I do remember the time you made me sit down and watch biodome, and oh, I had God, to learn biodome. that there was another Baldwin because <laughs> you were like, "That's Alec Baldwin." I'm like, "No, it's not." No, it's not. You fucking idiot. That's, that's Darth Baldwin. Darth Baldwin. Baldwin. Um, you know, World War II only, only makes the oil industry stronger. It only gives them more money, uh, and more access, uh, to the world. Um, now, uh, because the United States was actually providing all of the oil for the Allies, by the time the war was over, even though we entered fairly late, most of our reserves were depleted. Most of the the federally owned oil reserves were gone. Um, uh, in fact, it, there was such a significant depletion that FDR's Secretary of the Interior, uh, Harold L. Ikes, uh, once commented, "If there should be if there should be a World War III, it would have to be fought with someone else's petroleum."
0: Mm because hey that's what know. italy did <laughs> well
1: we're gonna get into they co- they conquered lots
0: of north africa with all of russia's oil
1: well for the, the next few episodes we're gonna actually talk about exactly whose oil the wars will be fought for and with uh, uh fucking tldr it's not ours <laughs> nope we need that for stuff we need that for stuff and things need that for plastic dinosaurs because listen we can't have can we? a high
0: speed rail system we have the interstate system if, that works perfectly fine okay listen if we don't have oil drilling in the united states what is going to be the washout stripper equivalent for guys
1: uh, we can um, you can the military doesn't pay well enough the military doesn't pay well uh, but like you, ju- you, you get on an oil derrick and all of a sudden you're yeah. making all kinds of money and living in a trailer in the middle of the desert Spending all your money on fucking Everclear and dope. And I don't mean weed. Dude, I saw a guy in an Everclear t-shirt the other day, and I was like, wow. Really? What the fuck? That's
0: that's a personality. Why are you like that? <laughs> that's like
1: that's that's you're you're putting your identity right up top. That is like wearing a heroin brand t-shirt. Like, what the f you have a problem. Get some help. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is my methadone baseball cap? Like, come on. <laughs> I do want one of the big fan I of, of I do want one of the oxy. They they sold these oxy, uh, oxycodone baseball caps when they were, uh, you know, when they were convincing America's physicians to sell out uh, their patients and uh, damn an entire generation to opioid addiction. I'm still they coming had these for cool you sacklers. I really want
0: one. Still Is, coming for you sacklers. I wonder if
1: my dad has any oxycodone branded
0: pens because my dad has been collecting pens from EMS conferences for like thirty years. He probably has one.
1: Because of the massive depletion of, the, uh, of America's oil reserves, um, they were basically desperate for a solution, uh, the first of which was the uh, Anglo-American Petroleum Agreement of 1944. Now, this proposed agreement was basically an attempt uh, by the uh, United States and uh, British governments to cooperate on the consolidation of Middle Eastern oil reserves. Um, a lot of the Middle East was under the purview of Great Britain, uh, like we talked about in our Strauss episodes, the, uh, the Mandate of Palestine. There are a bunch of those kind of littered around the Middle East um, after the Ottoman Empire is destroyed uh, in World War I. And so they're like, hey, like you have all this muscle and all these resources and this like kind of you know, cat-pull position we have all the legal access to the land. Why don't we come together? Um, the problem was these oil companies were already operating in those regions hmm. uh, and had been for a while, a couple, like little yeah. a little over decade and a half, two decades.
0: And they they wear no suit, shoe sign and they <laughs> monkey finger, toe jam football.
1: I hate you so much.
0: You said come together, so
1: I know. I fucking
0: no. It's, I thought I was having a stroke. I forgot the Beatles existed for a second. Uh, that's, <laughs> Justin a was nice like, day? is he speaking English right now? I was like, what the fuck is he saying? Ooh, what did I'm they so put worried. in this cold 45? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's like, oh my god. Like, what language are they speaking?
1: Justin got fucking dosed. Did, did I finally yeah. fucking crack my spine the
0: right way to release all that acid? <laughs> no, I just put roofies in that Colt 45. Wait, no, it's, right. I'm impressed by your foresight to realize I'm the only one who buys Colt 45 for my local. No, I'm just real way. fast. I ran, to, I ran to your house and ran back real quick. You want to see oh, me did me you again? get Ben Roethlisberger? He's, no, yeah, he's you? On, he <laughs> on Ben Roethlisberger's back. Yeah. That's also where we got the roofies. Yeah. yeah, Ben's upstairs right now doing lines.
1: This proposed agreement, right, uh pretty much failed immediately um never went through uh fdr pulled out because there was an enormous amount of pressure from the oil companies that were already operating in that region because it effectively cut out uh, a large portion of their profits if, if a bunch of oil is just going straight to the federal government instead of having to be like apportioned out and pay like bought uh they're gonna lose out big time and so they couldn't let that happen and their hooks are so deep in Basically, every governmental body that matters uh, throughout the world, really, at this point, um, there's really not much FDR can do, so he folds. Um, But that doesn't really solve the problem of the lack of uh, American oil, right? I thought he folded because of the polio. (laughs) Heyo. So in 1945, uh, FDR would meet with uh, King uh, Abdulaziz of Saudi Arabia, uh, which was a, a pretty new, at this time, uh, kingdom. Uh, they, they discovered oil uh, within a, a few decades uh, of this meeting, uh, and they, they had one of the largest oil and natural gas reserves on the fucking planet. Um, fucking enormous. They're, like, top... I think it's top three of oil and top, like, six for natural gas. Uh, it's crazy. Um, so they, they would discuss, uh, among other things at this meeting... Uh, the question of Palestinian oil and Saudi Arabia's own massive reserves. Um, and I write in my notes here, fucking watch Bitter Lake. So they, they met on the Great Bitter Lake, which is part of the Suez Canal. And uh, fucking Adam Curtis, one of my favorite documentarians, actually has a documentary called Bitter Lake that's all about um, kind of the, the region of the Middle East and how it's evolved like politically, But also specifically the united states's interest in oil um as well as i think curtis describes afghanistan as like the anvil upon which empires are broken which is like the most fucking apt way to describe it ever (laughs) like it's crazy watch bitter lake it's fucking great it's on youtube uh it's also i think on bbc iplayer that's where it was originally released it's fucking fantastic Uh, Fucking eat an edible, watch the documentary. It's great. Uh, Now, in 1953, uh, after a long overdue investigation by the still young FTC, uh, the full extent of just the blatant cartel operation of these oil companies uh, was revealed. Um, You know, this would include things like literally sharing the same pipelines between companies... Sharing the same tankers, and and in, in something that actually shocked me, uh, they literally controlled all principal oil production, all uh, principal oil refinement, and all refinement uh, technology patents in the world. Wow! So they literally like you could not buy oil without dealing with these people. You could not refine oil without dealing with these people, and you could not come up with new uh oil technology without dealing with these people they had a stranglehold on every fucking corner of the market are you pulling a monocle
0: I'm, tyler what are you I'm, doing you know I'm, I'm still thinking about that that game what is that it game, what came that game that game where it's the dude with the mo- and they had the they had with, the, the wheelbarrow with the board and the, par- and the shoe, park places And the park in the shoe and then there's also a dog thimble, and a chassis. boardwalk cage, right Boardwalk, uh, Baltic Avenue, which is the best property to buy, Baltic as we Avenue. all know. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, what was the name? What was the name of that? Sorry. Uh, uh, cartel? Oh no, it was Monopoly. It was right. Monopoly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you know, all this blatant, fucking, like obvious collusion and criminality uh, prompted the Department of Justice to actually do the right thing, uh, and they started to move forward uh, to pursue criminal charges. Uh, against the seven sisters for for doing what was very clearly illegal
0: there's a lot of antitrust laws at the breaking
1: uh well i'm glad you said that specifically so I, now i'm going to read uh, a passage from tyranny of oil because really uh antonia uh Juhasz, she sums this up better than i ever could um, so this is in reference to the doj deciding to bring criminal charges against the seven sisters the timing was inopportune, however. The CIA was simultaneously working to oust the Democratic leader of Iran, Mohammad Mossadegh, placing the American oil companies in line for their first large-scale access to Iran's vast oil wealth. As Anthony Sampson details in The Seven Sisters, the State Department, under America's consummate cold warrior, Dean Aikson, argued in 1953 a Against antitrust action. American really? oil corporations are, for all... This is Aixin speaking. American oil, corp- uh, oil corporations are, for all practical purposes, instruments of our foreign policy towards these countries. Antitrust action against the companies, the State Department warned, would strengthen the hand of the communists because it would lead other countries to believe that, quote-unquote, and you, you guys are going to love this, capitalism is synonymous with predatory exploitation oh
0: it's you know what it is and this is just yet one more consequence of herbert hoover's cross-dressing i'm not saying he shouldn't have done it i'm just saying he should have been out and proud listen listen mafia can't use it against you if you don't give a shit but the communists it's Uh just fucking Fish that thing out of your ass, Herbert, and get back to your desk and get the goddamn mob.
1: Silk feels so good against your bare asshole while you're, when you're persecuting uh, ethnic minorities and political activists. Uh, rest oh, in piss, God you stupid bitch. Yeah. I, hope hope, I, w- I wish I
0: could bring you back alive so I could fucking kill you again. One
1: of those people that makes me wish I believed in hell. And, and honestly... That's not the first time the threat of communism is invoked uh when discussing not using the law the way it's literally written to be applied uh in fact, our friend Ike, the guy who warned about the the private uh interest and the military he was so he was con, so concerned con, about it he uh, was
0: so concerned about it
1: he said this uh, uh after uh after being elected he said uh in reference to the enforcement of antitrust actions, uh, that these may be deemed secondary to the national security interests, the Department of State added, in the cause of defense and in the fight against communism, the five U.S.-based sisters must be brought to Iran.
0: All right, that's it. I quit. I'm done.
1: Tyler, hang up my headphones. Don't worry it's only about to get fucking worse because it's not enough it's not enough not for our federal government to blatantly support the illegal action of a company that it is supposed to regulate and supposed to enforce these laws this is Literally why these the laws point. exist
0: it's the point it's the point yes it's the point of the fucking it's law it's not
1: enough for them to do all that but then to say that it's not it's not just something they're doing and it's not just something that it's, it's right to do, morally correct, but that it's necessary. That if they were to actually show that these people are being criminals within the system that allows them to be criminals, then people might start asking questions about why we use a system that allows people to be criminals. And I don't mean a criminal like somebody who steals a fucking loaf of bread for their family or somebody who sell, sells drugs to pay their fucking rent. I'm talking about the real criminals. Fucking oil, big pharma, these are the criminals, the people that, without a thought, kill hundreds of thousands of people every day. Yeah,
0: and it's the same reason why uh, when we went into uh, fucking quarantine, global emissions dropped very, very slightly, even though nobody was fucking driving or going anywhere, because the majority of pollution on this fucking planet is from large corporations,
1: Large corporations and it's militares. not. It's not from. It's not
0: mm-hmm. from you fucking using plastic straws. It's not from fucking any of this bullshit. It's from these large corporations not giving a shit about anybody besides their fucking bottom line.
1: I'm, I'm fairly that's... certain that the largest chunk of it still belongs to the U.S. military. It is. Um, I yeah. Mean, that's, oh, entirely. It's... I mean, that's the thing, though. Fucking, right? Is you.
0: That... You guys have seen all the fucking planes and helicopters taken off from fucking Selfridge just to fly around to... Yeah. for is... what? I no, used really to work what? out that way and every day I would see a flight of at least four A-10 warthogs. Yeah, A-10s, fucking Blackhawks, fucking F-35s, just flying around doing nothing.
1: Yeah. That's I mean, that's that's the point though, right? The point the point that people that people are told by everything in their life, by each other, by themselves, by the media, by art even, in in a lot of situations, that the only thing you can do is a personal consumer decision because that's what capitalism does it changes you from being a human being and into a consumer and so that the only thing that you can ever do or that you're told you can ever do is consume differently based on how you know it's packaged
0: but that right there is the fallacy of the oil industry you cannot avoid it
1: it's the you fucking, have the to the use point.
0: it. You have to use it because the only way to get around this fucking country, unless you're in New York City, unless you're in a fucking large metropolitan area where you can walk or take a train places and actually use public transit, we can't use public transit. We have fucking drive everywhere.
1: Yep. And that's something to hold on to these thoughts because that is something we're going to talk about uh, in a later episode yeah. is how the oil... uh, the oil industry specifically but fossil fuels in general uh act as a backstop for both urban development and uh for the uh reduction and hopefully eventual elimination of the personal automotive as a feature of society they they are preventing that from happening it probably would have happened a long time ago um if big oil did not exist um but they make sure it doesn't that's when when you know, uh, we talked with one of our friends about uh, EVs, uh, electric cars, um, and how it's so difficult to get them put out. Um, it's not difficult; like the technology exists, they could do it. The,
0: the uh, an electric car was made before a fucking gas engine. Exactly. It really was. A, electric cars just... existed before gasoline cars.
1: And it's and it's not like it's not possible to produce them on the same scale as no. The, the only uh, yeah.
0: The one thing holding it back, and I can attest to this, like, being in this industry, is the only thing holding electric cars back right now is charge time. That is it. Is that it takes a quite a while to charge an electric car to get it to go, you know, a distance of a gas car. When a gas car, you can just go fill up the tank, you're fucking in and out, two minutes, good yeah. to go. And again, you're electric cars, cars. That is, that is our hurdle. Exactly.
1: Like, it, it's just an issue of, like, energy transfer, right? And, like, being exactly. able to do it more efficiently. And is... safely
0: is the issue on a mass scale. Safely mm-hmm. on a mass scale.
1: Yeah. Because you have a fucking bomb in your car.
0: It's, it's, a, it's a fucking bomb. I mean, I've as seen, much I've as we already
1: a... have bombs in our cars. Okay, okay. <laughs> all of us, all of that, us,
0: so. all of us have, uh, all of us have had the fucking... Those, uh, those vape, the box mods with the 18650 batteries oh, they in just it. Y'all, oh, yeah. Have, yeah. Y'all, have y'all ever had one of those explode on you?
1: No. No, if you?
0: Like two or three. Fucking terrifying.
1: I mean, that's what's in your fucking phone, too. Lithium is yeah. fucking yep. horrifying. Okay. You want to know something?
0: Every single electric car battery is a bank of 18650 batteries.
1: It's it just is a, a bank cluster. of
0: those batteries wired together.
1: What could go wrong? It's what could also, go wrong? like, Most cell phone
0: power banks also just eighteen six fifties. Yep. Yep.
1: But but again, these are all problems that exist because there is an intentional, like throttling, of energy, time, money, all resources, all piece of
0: shit lobbyists. Piece um, of shit lobbyists. Because
1: of the oil industry.
0: Yeah. For, for the oil industry saying, you know, well, you guys should do this regulation on these types of batteries because, you know, they're bad and blah, blah, blah. And in reality, it's just because someone from the oil industry is paying them to say that.
1: Exactly. Um, now, uh, as is going to be the case uh, throughout the series, uh, to move forward in this diabolical timeline, we most briefly go back. Um, we're like the Christopher Nolan of podcasts. So, uh, let's go back... We're like to... the Joe
0: Rogan of podcasts. <laughs>
1: oh, let's circle I wish, back. I wish we had circle more videos. Uh, so, <laughs> Jamie, pull up a chimp video. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie pull up that video of the, the fucking chimpanzee that like, rips off the And Check that out, man, check that out. thing's that so, like 400 pounds. L- let's go back to the early to mid-19th century, just for a brief moment, okay? <laughs> um, now, what an alarming amount of people... In the united states don't know is that the united states is not unique amongst nation states in its origins uh no. not the style uh we're fucking even the hemisphere one like of the youngest one one of the youngest, one, one of the youngest. so that's what we're going to talk about so throughout much of south and central america uh, you see these parallel movements to uh you know the the patriot movement as it were uh in 1700s America. Um, a lot of these people, they're either inspired uh, by the Enlightenment, uh, you know, a lot of these Enlightenment thinkers where it's like, okay, well, there is no divine right of rule, uh, institutions and establishments that exist do, aren't monoliths, they don't need to exist forever, uh, everything should be under the purview of, like, educated, righteous, morally correct men, obviously. Back then, the righteous, morally correct men were all slave owners and, you know, fucking consummate uh, lechers and fucking just yeah. absolute pieces of garbage. But With the exception of Haiti. If, exactly. if you have time, look up Haiti and the Haitian Revolution and the uh, parts that they took in the South American independence because there's a lot there. Sorry. For and the Cuban no,
0: Revolution. Course.
1: Oh, exactly. And uh, so you had those folks, but you also had people who were just fed up with, like, plain old colonial brutality. They'd been under a boot heel, being ground in the fucking dirt for centuries at this point. They're tired of it. They're tired of having their lives and livelihoods taken away from them, and knowing that there will not be a better future for their children. Uh, so, a lot of these regions actually work very intensely to throw off the yoke of European colonialism. Uh, one such collection of the United States, uh, was Gran Colombia. Uh, was the short-lived dream of its founder, Simone Bolivar. Uh, Simone Bolivar being one of those uh, people, young uh, military officer, uh, I believe a, a lieutenant, uh, who had been inspired by the Enlightenment. That was a big par- core of his ideology. Um, and so basically through both like a mix of diplomacy and warfare, he won over a lot of the locals and managed to throw out a lot of uh, the Spanish uh, colonial rule in the region at least for a time um now unfortunately for them grand columbia was doomed from the get-go because the ethnic groups in these regions were predominantly not white um, which made the european acknowledgement and support that literally ensured the rebel victory in america's revolutionary war uh, basically impossible and that was because you know the common-held idea at the time was that if you weren't white, uh, you know, and obviously this is an idea that in no way reflects contemporary life or has changed how things are run or handled nowadays. Uh, but I mean, the idea was that if you weren't white, it wasn't just that you're a bad person or you're not a capable person. It's that you are basically a wild animal. You do not have the, the soul of a man. You have the soul of an animal. And because that, uh, Not only are you incapable of behaving any differently than your nature dictates, you're also incapable uh, of, you know, living in a civilized society, Mm -hmm. running a government, and most importantly for this series, managing resources.
0: Yep. And that also makes it a lot easier to genocide people.
1: It's, It's way easier to rape and murder an entire ethnic group if you don't think they're people to begin with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, uh, Grand Colombia would actually dissolve uh, amidst a slew of internal and external pressures uh, in 1831, a mere 12 years after its founding. Um, that would be because there was a lot of uh, political dissent. Uh, the way the government was structured wasn't necessarily ideal. Uh, they would go to war with Peru, a portion of which had previously been part of Grand Colombia, uh, and obviously, like we said, they didn't have like you know america when when we had our revolutionary war you had a shit ton of fucking uh support from the french most of our weapons all basically the entire navy uh most of our most of the troops that fought uh and most like resources period came from the french uh as well as internal support uh from the british navy and uh army they a lot of the, the founders were freemasons and a lot of people in the British military were also Freemasons. It's very common fraternal order. So, like, when people are like, oh, like, the British made all these mistakes. A lot of times they weren't mistakes. They were purposeful choices. Like, when sieges are broken prematurely or when an advantage isn't pushed, it's not because they couldn't or didn't want to or they were stupid or not capable. It's because they commiserated the guys. They're like, yeah, well, I mean if i couldn't make all this money like i'm making back in britain i would do the same thing they're my freemason brothers of course because by virtue of fucking geography these people did not have that they were not white enough they weren't able to be members of you know the british army previously like george washington was they weren't able to be members of you know the freemasons they didn't get that kind of help um some european countries they they were like well we'll acknowledge that you're real, but only if you become a colony again, uh, you have to accept the rule of a European monarch and then we'll acknowledge you. Uh, and they're like, well, that's kind of missing the whole fucking point, isn't it? So, um, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Colin, what does this have to do with oil? Colin, what does this have to do with oil? Uh, I'm going to try and be polite and not scream everything in your face. Um, Thanks, but <laughs> so th- the reason we're talking about this is because of two of the descendants of grand Colombia specifically and those would be ecuador and venezuela they're the whole reason for this history lesson and because of both ecuador and venezuela's massive natural oil reserves uh i believe ecuador is actually like number eight in uh oil reserves on the planet um They would have quite a few interactions with uh, the previously mentioned uh, company, or as you probably know it, the CIA. Mm. Good old Langley Falls. And, uh, you know, in 1953, the same same year, (laughs) the same year uh, that the DOJ um, had to resort to only filing civil charges instead of criminal charges against the Seven Sisters. That same year, uh, a young, uh, former uh, pilot, uh, a Yale graduate, member of Skull and Bones, uh, would, with the help of a family friend uh, and his son-in-law, work up the money to found Zapata Petroleum Company. A year later, that same man would be named the president of Zapata Petroleum's subsidiary, Zapata Offshore. Uh, Zapata Offshore, a business that received contract drilling work for companies like Texaco. Remember I told you to remember fucking Texaco? I remember. This This is why they also have been confirmed to have operated as a front for the CIA. And the man that was named president of that company in 1954... Everybody's favorite George Herbert Walker Bush. Herbert Walker. Poppy. H-Dub. The OG. Good old H.W. Bush that absolute leathery papery ghoul. He's like if you made Freddy Krueger out of macrame. If I took a Fiji mermaid and I split the bottom half in half and I stretched it out to like five foot seven, that would be George H W Bush. Yeah, um, so that's the, that's where we're gonna wrap the episode for now. Uh, that's good because I'm done with my Colt forty five. It's it's the episode is just long enough for you to God, drink. You, a Colt you have 45. drank
0: the fuck out of that forty, boy. Yeah, yeah th- you know this episode was about a forty five. Uh, uh, or sorry, it was a 40, 40 length episode.
1: Exactly. So, uh, we'll, we'll, there you go. He killed it. We'll get you another. Uh, Oil Series episode uh, next week. Um, again, we don't really have a call to action uh, because the call to action will be its own episode. Um, we still advise you you look into Stephen Donziger and his ongoing uh, situation, uh, as well as the plight of the people of Ecuador who still are dealing with the effects of what um, Texaco uh, and then Chevron, uh, Chevron would acquire Texaco, uh, what they've done to those people um, and refused uh, to do what is legal uh, and what, is, uh, what they're legally obligated to and what else is morally right to do um, and in violation of international law, in violation of a UN's ruling. Um, please look into it. It's, it's mm. pretty compelling stuff. Uh, the, the movies that we've, we've uh, recommended, Network, uh, and Bitter Lake, those are big fucking thumbs up. Uh, if, if you're interested in what the podcast talks about, both of those deal very specifically with it. Uh, and obviously... Any of the novels that we've mentioned are sources, The Tyranny of Oil, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, and The Family of Secrets. Uh, if If your interest isn't necessarily in the business side of things, but in just, like, the complex web of conspiracies and, like, fucking psychos and ghouls, you should read Family of Secrets. It's really hard to read because all these motherfuckers name their kids after each other, because george herbert walker bush is actually named off of uh george herbert walker who was prescott bush's father-in-law but his father-in-law also named his son herbert Wa- george herbert walker so there's a george herbert walker senior sort of you know, george herbert walker jr and george herbert walker jr would also work with george herbert walker bush uh in regards to the pot of oil and literally i'm pulling my fucking eyes out if i have to do this series for more than another two episodes
0: it's almost like they made it intentionally confusing it's
1: almost like there was another george bush the cia
0: um we're gonna talk about about that uh i wanted to add something in um it's gonna get a little nerdy but uh i'm really into watching rainbow six uh siege (laughs) pro league and uh one of the casters for rainbow six pro league recently tragically died in a car accident at 24 Mm -hmm. um and his family asked to donate to your local food bank in his memory. So if you guys are feeling generous, uh, please do that. Um, him and his best friend slash partner, um, when they were, when they were you know doing their thing, they, when they got paid every time, he would be like, "Hey, I donated this much to this food bank. You should match it." And they would both you know match each other's donations. So um, if you guys are feeling generous, donate to your local food bank uh, in his memory would be phenomenal
1: what's what's that that caster's name
0: uh michael kickstar stockley k-i-x-s-t-a-r was his uh was his name his handle i guess michael stockley i'm gonna go ahead and say that my call to action is that you should go outside and you touch grass touch grass touch grass good
1: this has been another
0: episode of worst in the industry my
1: liver has cesarean scars it's like a middle-aged stripper Cause i, I don't it, even want to know what they're
0: cesareaning out of my liver anyways have a good night tumors. everyone beer babies thank you once again for beer babies, beer tumors? babies. Booze, tumors. booze tumors booze tumors all right everybody have a good night bye, bye. love you kisses